Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8. O God, you are my God, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. My soul is satisfied as with a rich feast, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. When I think of you on my bed, and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. Daniel chapter 3 verses 19 through 30 Then Nebuchadnezzar was so filled with rage against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face was distorted. He ordered the furnace heated up seven times more than was customary and ordered some of the strongest guards in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So the men were bound, still wearing their tunics, their trousers, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was so overheated, the raging flames killed the men who lifted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up quickly. He said to his counselors, Was it not three men that we threw bound into the fire? They answered the king, True, O king. He replied, But I see four men, unbound, walking in the middle of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the fourth has the appearance of a god. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire, and the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their tunics were not harmed, not even the smell of fire came from them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him. They disobeyed the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that utters blasphemy against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. And to the angel of the church of Smyrna write, 
these are the words of the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your affliction and your poverty, even though you are rich. I know the slander on the part of those who say that they are, not, they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Beware, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, so that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have affliction. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Whoever conquers will not be harmed by the second death. There's this saying, more heat than light. Um, And I've heard it not uh, just a few times over the last... I don't know, a decade or so. And it's usually used in the context of, you know, don't, you know, don't get all fired up. No pun intended. You get all, you're all fired up and you forget to provide, like, hope or, you know, uh, there's often talk of uh, Walter Brueggemann's understanding of the prophet, which is both um, criticism and hope. Um doesn't necessarily align with Heschel's understanding of the prophet, but that's another story. Um, and it's typically uttered by someone um, who's really well-meaning, um, and the import is essentially like your anger might not be condemned, um, but there's this expectation that there has to be some, like, puppies and sunshine too, right? So the heat is the anger and, you know, the the righteous indignation, and then the light is supposed to be, you know, the puppies and sunshine and, like, and hope. And that's fine. I don't think there's anything necessarily uh, improper with that. Um, but in the Christian tradition, um, and here again in this reading, the heat and light... Uh, when we talk about, or when the scripture talks about the lake of fire, or re- the refiner's fire that makes, um, that purifies us, or purifies fill in the blank. Um, the light is a byproduct, but the real thing that's important is the heat. The heat is what purifies, right? And the more impure a thing is, the longer it must be know, it must be in the refiner's fire. And so when Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego are in the fire, one way to interpret that is that they are, they have been purified and there's nothing left to burn away. That the pure, um, I don't know, righteousness or whatever it is, and sure, you could read it as, you know, they had God's protection. And another way to read it is, um, that they have entered the refiner's fire and there's no impurity left. Um, and the reason I bring this up, or the, I mean, Revelation is typically this, uh, the last reading, Revelation is typically kind of like, you know, kind of beating you over the head with how effed up all these seven churches are. Um, but Smyrna is a little bit different. Um, there's a little ray of hope, but um, the idea uh, of judgment and, and everything and, and the, the very office of the prophet, the purpose and the function of the prophet um, is to contribute to this refinement, to um, weed out the impurities 
And in that case, the heat is actually more important, more um, functional than the light. And the light, again, is a byproduct. It just so happens that, that fire creates light and that heat creates light. And that gives us hope. You know, puppies and sunshine. Um, but the primary function and the, the, the substance of prophetic utterance um, is actually intended to be the heat. And so I'm less concerned as to whether or not, you know, if I have light, but whether or not the church can withstand the heat. Or if we're too quick to say, well, give me a little sugar with my medicine, we miss the point that the medicine, the heat, the refinement, um, that's really uh, at the core of, of what we uh, are to be receptive to and, and the function of God insofar as, as God is reconciling us and, and making us, uh, sanctifying us and refining us into um, the kind of creatures that he had intended us to be. Um, and so um, it's okay if you're more heat than light. Um, and that's actually, that may actually be the point. I'd be more worried if it's all light and no heat. The following is an unattributed prayer found in the Royal British Legion's book, Hear My Cry, Words for When There Are No Words. Give us courage, O Lord, to stand up and be counted to stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves, to stand up for ourselves when it is needful for us to do so. Let us fear nothing more than we fear you. Let us love nothing more than we love you. For thus we shall fear nothing also. Let us have no other God before you, whether nation or party or state or church. Let us seek no other peace but the peace which is yours, and make us its instruments, opening our eyes and our ears and our hearts, so that we should always know what work of peace we may do for you. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's first formation where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>